Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? For today's video, I'm gonna be breaking down the Julio Jones trade to the Titans. And so not only am I gonna be talking about the fantasy impact on Julio, I'm also gonna be talking about the impact on all the other relevant players on both the Titans and the Falcons and just breaking down how this affects their value in 2021 and for the future. If you guys are watching this video and find yourself enjoying the content, please just think about leaving a like and subscribing. That really helps support the channel a lot. And also just let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section and I'll make sure to get back to you. But so just to start it off, I'm just gonna go through what the actual trade was. So the Falcons are trading Julio Jones and a 2023 sixth round pick to the Titans in exchange for a 2022 second round pick and a 2023 fourth round pick. So basically the Falcons think that Julio Jones's cap hit is just too high for them. So they acquire a little bit of draft capital. And then, you know, the Titans give up that draft capital. They take on a big contract, but they get a wide receiver who's still playing at a top level. So the first player to talk about, it's gotta be Julio Jones. And for me, he's gonna stay a borderline wide receiver one. So in my last wide receiver rankings video, I had him as my number 10 wide receiver. So that was obviously when he was still with the Falcons. And so I think he's still in that range. This Titans offense is very solid and there's a huge target share that's available. I mean, Julio is gonna be able to slide right in and get work immediately. Not only is he gonna be able to slide right in, get a ton of reception and receiving yards, but I think the hope for Julio Jones owners is that he's able to cash in on the Titans touchdown efficiency. So a lot of people have been concerned with the Titans offense because they don't throw the ball a ton, but they're just incredibly efficient and it's been happening for two years. So I think you kind of just have to accept that that's how the offense operates, but that's really been the only flaw you could point to in Julio Jones' career is that he just doesn't get into the end zone a ton. And so, you know, maybe he's able to take that step this year and that would just really be the cherry on top for him. And like I mentioned earlier, even though there is some uncertainty, you know, switching teams, you don't know how the chemistry is gonna work. He's still gonna be a guy who's gonna be a borderline wide receiver one. And if he stays healthy, I would not be surprised at all if he finishes as a mid-tier wide receiver one. The next guy to talk about, it's gotta be AJ Brown. And I honestly think that people may overreact to this move and drop Brown too far. Before this trade, I actually had AJ Brown as my wide receiver three behind Tyreek Hill and Stephon Diggs. Devontae Adams would be up there if Aaron Rodgers was returning. But without that certainty, AJ Brown was my wide receiver three. And so obviously he's not gonna stay there after this move but I still think he can be a solid mid to lower wide receiver one. And I think you could see him fall to like wide receiver 10, 11, 12. And I just think that's too low. He's still gonna be the number one guy on this team. Julio Jones isn't at his peak and AJ Brown is only getting better. And so I do think they're gonna complement each other well, but I do still think AJ Brown is gonna be the alpha in that offense. And the reason why people were so high on AJ Brown this year is that we've seen he has that big playability and he also has a ton of touchdown upside, but with all the vacated targets, I think people thought he could add some volume and I was included in that group, but I really don't think this move hurts him that much. He's definitely not gonna be the guy who's gonna be able to get you know 12 plus targets a game, which he could have done being basically the only weapon there, but he's still gonna get more work. They had over 200 vacated targets, Corey Davis gone, Johnu Smith gone, Adam Humphreys gone, Julio Jones isn't gonna take all of that. And so Brown could see more targets while also maintaining that big play and touchdown upside. And there's definitely gonna be way less of a focus on him 
than there would have been if Julio never got traded because without Julio on this team, A.J. Brown was basically looking like the only really solid weapon and so he was going to get a ton of coverage. And so just keep an eye on how people react to this trade. I think you may be able to capitalize on A.J. Brown in drafts this year. The next guy I'm going to talk about is Derrick Henry. I don't really think this move is going to affect Derrick Henry too much in terms of his total fantasy production. I just think it's going to shift the way he gets his points a little bit. So before this trade, you had A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry, who were going to be basically the two guys just getting force-fed the ball in this offense. But now with Julio coming in, I think you see Henry probably have maybe 30 or 40 less carries, which is obviously going to lead to less rush yards. But I just think as a whole, this offense is going to be so much more explosive and efficient. There's going to be so many touchdown opportunities. I mean, Derrick Henry rushed for 17 touchdowns last year, and now this offense has improved and Ryan Tannehill stole seven of those rushing touchdowns. So Derrick Henry has legit 20 plus rushing touchdown upside this year. And so he may see some less yardage and less touches, but I think his touchdown upside has gone up and that might honestly be ideal for Derrick Henry. I know some people are concerned with how much work he has and so less workload, but higher efficiency touches. I mean, I think that's honestly the perfect scenario for Derrick Henry. And so he is still solidly locked in as my running back three. And now on to probably the biggest winner of this trade overall. It's got to be Ryan Tannehill. He's been super impressive in his first two years with the Titans. But despite that, I was still fading him this year. I was just really concerned about the lack of weapons. Really having only one capable, super solid receiver was definitely concerning to me. But, you know, after this Julio trade, I'm totally back on the Ryan Tannehill bandwagon. You know, the Titans don't have the same depth that they had last year, but I mean, if these guys can stay healthy, AJ Brown and Julio Jones is just a killer wide receiver duo. And so in my rankings, I'm throwing him right back up there in the Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford tier. I think all those guys have the potential to be mid-tier quarterback ones into the lower end quarterback one range. I also just want to quickly mention the impact this is going to have on Josh Reynolds and Anthony Ferkser. So they are both guys that I've been talking about as late round targets. I thought Josh Reynolds had the opportunity to step into that wide receiver two role. Obviously, that's not going to happen anymore now that Julio's there. So Josh Reynolds is a guy I'm no longer going to be looking at at all in drafts. I don't really think he's going to have any value as the wide receiver three. I was more looking at his situation as opposed to his talent. And then the other guy, Anthony Ferkser, I think definitely loses value. He's still going to be the tight end one in this offense, but I just don't think there's going to be as many vacated targets for him to fill in as there would have been without Julio. So those are guys that I'm going to be fading off after this move. All right, so now let's take a look at the Atlanta Falcons and the fantasy fallout from this trade from their perspective. And so to start off with Calvin Ridley, I think there are some pretty solid pros and cons for Ridley's fantasy value. To look at the pros first, I think now Ridley is clearly the alpha in this offense, and they're going to be able to focus this passing attack much more around him. Even though Ridley was more productive as a fantasy asset last year, I think a lot of people would still argue that Julio Jones was the alpha on that offense, but now it's shifted to Calvin Ridley. But with this shift, there are definitely still some concerns, and the main one for me is that this offense is just not going to be anywhere near as good as it was last year when Julio was on the field. And so Ridley may be seeing some more volume, but I think that touchdown upside is going to go down because Julio Jones wasn't a huge red zone threat in the first place. And so now I just think there's going to be less scoring opportunities this year. But when I look at Calvin Ridley as a player, he was successful when Julio was on and off the field. And so I'm pretty confident with him as a player overall. 
So I think he's definitely a locked in mid-tier wide receiver one. Basically anywhere from like wide receiver five to wide receiver eight or nine is where I'd be confident taking him. The next guy up is Kyle Pitts, and I think he's definitely a big winner from this move. I think he slots into the clear number two target in this offense, and he's just going to have a much larger role this year than he would have had if Julio Jones was still on the roster. I did a deep dive of Kyle Pitts in my must draft rookie video, so if you haven't seen that, go check it out. I totally break down this Falcons offense, and I was talking about Kyle Pitts being a must draft if Julio Jones was traded. And so I talked about what kind of target share Pitts could see and all of that stuff. So go check it out. But yeah, this move just really opens up everything for Pitts this year and is definitely going to be a guy that I'm looking at after those top three tight ends go off the board. I think with this move, he moves ahead of Hawkinson and Andrews, at least in terms of his potential this year. So Kyle Pitts, definitely someone to keep an eye on. The last player I'm going to talk about from the Falcons is going to be Matt Ryan. And for me, he is the biggest loser overall from this move. Overall, this move was definitely just a big downgrade for this offense. You're losing a top tier wide receiver, which is never good. And so I think that hurts Ryan's volume as well as his touchdown upside. And so for me, he went from a borderline QB1, a guy that I had ranked number 12 the last time I did my quarterback rankings, to now I think he's more of a higher end quarterback too, or even a middle tier quarterback too for 2021. If you look at Matt Ryan's splits when Julio is not in the lineup, they're not pretty. So I do think this is a little bit concerning for Ryan going into this year. All right, so that is going to wrap it up for this trade breakdown. It's always fun to see big name guys get traded because there's obviously a ton to talk about with the fantasy implications. But that's all I have for today. If you guys enjoyed the video, please just think about leaving a like or subscribe. That really helps me out and I would appreciate it. And then also just let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thank you guys for stopping in. I'll see you guys tomorrow.